Okay, we have arrived at week 41, and Arjuna is now feeling enlightened. So he says, By my hearing the instructions you have kindly given me about these most confidential spiritual subjects, my illusion has now been dispelled. O lotus-eyed one, I have heard from you in detail about the appearance and disappearance of every living entity, and have realized your inexhaustible glories. O greatest of all personalities, O supreme form, though I see you here before me in your actual position, as you have described yourself, I wish to see how you have entered into this cosmic manifestation. I want to see that form of yours. And then Prabhupada explains that Arjuna is um, trying to teach the world about Krishna's position as the supreme power source. And then Krishna, when he displays his universal form, Arjuna is completely astonished. And last class, we, we discussed some of the features of the, of the universal form, which were as, as bright as like thousands of suns. Like, it contained like multi-forms, multi-colors. The demigods were there. Um, you could see all the different manifestations of the heavenly planets, all the three worlds. Um, everything moving and non-moving in one place. It can show you whatever you desire to see. So Arjuna is completely astonished. He's bewildered. His hair is standing on end. So he bowed his head, offered obeisances with folded hands, began to pray to the Supreme Lord. So my dear Lord Krishna, I see assembled in your body all the demigods and various other living entities. I see Brahma sitting on the lotus flower as well as Lord Shiva and all the sages and divine serpents. O Lord of the universe, O universal form, I see in your body many, many arms, bellies, mouths, and eyes expanded everywhere without limit. I see in you no end, no middle, and no beginning. Your form is difficult to see because of its glaring effulgence, spreading on all sides like blazing fire or the immeasurable radiance of the sun. Yet I see this glowing form everywhere adorned with the various crowns, clubs, and discs. You are the supreme primal objective. You are the ultimate resting place of all the universe. You are inexhaustible and you are the oldest. You are the maintainer of the eternal religion, the personality of Godhead. This is my opinion. You are without origin, middle or end. Your glory is unlimited. You have numberless arms. And the sun and the moon are your eyes. I see you with blazing fire coming forth from your mouth, burning this entire universe by your own radiance. Although you are one, you spread throughout the sky and the planets and all space between. O great one, seeing this wondrous and terrible form, all the planetary systems are perturbed. So today we're going to continue with Arjuna's prayers and the Lord's universal form. So... Who would like to share? We're glad you're here today, Elijah. I'd love to share with you. Share first. first? <laughs> <laughs> you're the stalwart. Oh, okay. First. Actually, this is good. So, <clears throat> I had a difficult time picking something out of this. This is mm-hmm. really tough. Um, so, anyway. So I picked uh, the verse, uh, the 40th verse, the last one. Obeisances to you from the front, from behind, and from all sides. O unbounded power, you are the master of limitless might. You are all-pervading, and thus you are everything. Mm. 
really struck me. Just really hit me. Anyway, um, my understanding, uh, Lord, Krishna's, uh, Lord Krishna affects everything because he is the source of everything and is everything and has unlimited power. All respect, homage, adoration, humility, and submission should be made to him from all sides of his divine form. Um, the application I had a really hard time with. I had to really think about that because I'm going, okay, how do you apply that? I mean, really, you know? Yeah. And I was like, just... So it took me like three days to figure out how to apply to this. And then I thought, you know, just speak from my heart. This is the only thing I can do. So, because nothing else seemed to work. <laughs> so, every morning when I wake up, I offer my obeisances to Lord Krishna and chant his holy names. Every time I approach Lord Krishna's altar, I offer my obeisances and chant his holy names. Before I eat the prasadam, I offer my obeisances to Lord Krishna and chant his holy names. Before I sit to read the sacred words of Vedic scriptures, I offer my obeisances to Lord Krishna and chant his holy names. Throughout the day, whenever possible, I offer my obeisances to Lord Krishna and chant his holy names. Every evening before I lay down to rest, I offer my obeisances to Lord Krishna and chant his holy names. In humility, gratitude, surrender, and love, I will continue to live my life in this way. And through the grace of Guru and Lord Krishna, I can only hope that I will not falter to offer my obeisances and always chant his holy names. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Lord Jaitanya in his third verse, Shastika. Yeah, this is, you all know this verse, right? Where humbler than a blade of grass, more taller than a tree. And then he says, when you are when you are this humble, what's the result? You can chant the holy names of the Lord constantly. This is Trinada Pisa Nichina Tori Vasishana Amanina Maranina Kirtaniya Sadahari. That means always engage in kirtan. So um when we become small in the face of Krishna, Krishna's greatness, then we can always be engaged in service. But as soon as we um, puff ourselves up, then we need to go see a head shrink. So that they can... And the head shrink is the guru. <laughs> the devotee in description. So they can uh, help us to be in that position where we can always be a humble servant at Krishna's lotus feet. Um, you think it's kind of interesting the, that terminology because people start imagining things that they are and, and, and it's, it's a mental illness you know because they're thinking society is telling me I have to be like this and, and my peers are telling me I'm not good enough and, and I think I'm like this and so theoretically the psychologist is supposed to help them calm down Here, here's who you are of course, we need a spiritual doctor, not a mundane psychologist, but um, that applies because when, we, when we're in, in our position as a humble servant, then we can always be engaged in service. Hare Krishna, Mataji. But as soon as we begin to think that we're um, big, great, then we forget Krishna because the, the focus flies. It, it flies from Krishna back to the center point, which is numero uno.
then we forget that I'm just meant to, like you were saying, and, sir, like that. So, Hare Krishna, so who would like to share their discovery next? I was, I got to finish reading this last night or rereading it. And um, something that stood out to me about it was, I didn't get to finish the worksheet in time, so I'm not really um, speaking on the top of my head, but about the like three different types of forms. There's the Syama Sundara, the two-armed form, most confidential, and then his forearm form, and then one with like infinite arms and infinite heads and all this, the entirety of it. And I feel like of those three, uh, Narayana would be in the middle one, and that's the one that, even though it's most popular and people see this first, and that's what seems foreign to some certain people, four-armed blue guy, but... um, uh, he's he's the one that doesn't make the most sense to me about his ornaments and and the symbolism of that sort of thing. Like I feel like I'm understanding more of the confidential universal form and Krishna on the outside of that, but this Narayana form is most mysterious to me. Well, of course, um, Krishna is always going to be a mystery because he's uh, has unlimited qualities. And, uh, but there's some basic ways we can understand the Lord's form and his paraphernalia. So uh, as in the Narayan form, um, he's carrying a conch, a club, a disc, and a mace. And so in a simplistic term, we can understand, this is the way the Acharyas explain it, that the uh, disc and the mace are meant to punish the demons. And the conch and the lotus flower are meant to give blessings. So you have simultaneously this um, activity of God where he's simultaneously... Um, destroying the, the, the demonic and blessing the devotees. Um, but there's unlimited expansions of this Narayan. Um, and, and in different expansions, he holds the four different symbols in different arms to represent a particular expansion. And although they all look almost identical, they're still special features. They're special, just like we have, you see the deities in Iskand all over the world. Although they're all, we all know they're Krishna, they look like Krishna, we can see clearly this is Krishna. But they all have special features, they have special moods. So in particular, the, the form of Narayan is one by which the residents of the Vaikuntha planets, they engage in um, reverential worship. So it's a form by which um, inspires awe and veneration, if that makes sense. And with these different forms, with the different arrangements of the um, that's considered the separation that makes it not Krishna's abode, but all the multi- multiplicity of the Vaikuntas is this arrangement of how he's the same but holding different things, and that's the separation aspect. I don't know that for sure. I just know that the different uh, expansions of, of uh, Vishnu form, form Vishnu, Narayan form, it relates to the different. Um, expansions where they are in the universe but like I was saying there's so much meaning there's like unlimited meaning so <laughs> I just can't say for sure on that yeah okay thank you for sharing who would like to share next sure.
I um, <clears throat> there was one line in the thirty-eighth uh, verse. Actually, the whole the whole thing is amazing, but you are the original personality of Godhead, the oldest, the ultimate sanctuary. That's what really got me the the ultimate sanctuary of this of this manifested cosmic world. Srila Prabhupada says that everything is resting on the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Therefore, He is the ultimate rest. Um, you know, when I think of this word rest, I think of a very special verse in the Bible, Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30, where Jesus is telling His disciples and everyone, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and I am humble of heart. And you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know, when I think of karma, I think of heavy baggage. And when I think of baggage, I'm reminded of a song. There's this one song, it's called Bag Lady by Erica Badu. You guys probably heard of it. Anyways. Probably not, but it's all good. <clears throat> Essentially, the artist is imploring this woman to let go of the baggage that's keeping her down, holding her back. And I feel like in this verse, Krishna, Arjuna is having the realization that Krishna is this ultimate sanctuary, sanctuary, a place of, of refuge, a place of safety, a place of rest. So I think it's so sweet, it's beautiful to see Krishna in that way, that whenever we feel burdened or overwhelmed by this world, that we can always turn to Krishna and know that he can remove that weight from our shoulders and that we can give it to him. And, you know, his yoke is light, as Jesus Christ said. So he's the ultimate, the ultimate rest, you know. So he's representing his father, Krishna, who is the, you know, the quintessence of rest, which I thought was beautiful. So it's a, it's a, it fills me with a lot of hope. So that's the application is to always remember that whenever I feel burdened in any way that I can turn to Krishna as, as my, as my rest, as my refuge, as my sanctuary. So, yeah, that's it. one beautiful verse and negative instruction and it actually gives a lot of hope to the devotees because you know the path of the spiritual life is challenging yeah because we're going up against the current of our conditioning and, and trying to achieve you know for many many births and so in this particular um, phrase Prabhupada says so one that the, the process of Krishna consciousness is so powerful that when when someone's begun by sincerely surrendering to Krishna then they'll ultimately, they'll be dragged to ultimate success. So, and so this always gives, gives devotees, gives myself a lot of hope because, um, you know, it's going on the spiritual path, it's like climbing a very steep ridge, mountain. <laughs> you're trying to keep balance and you're trying to not fall down. You're trying to help others and, and uh, not be dragged down, etc. So, um, Prabhupada is, is expressing that this that once one has surrendered to Krishna, 
Krishna is is sure to to be there to to pull us, and um, as long as we stay, as long as we stay fixed on the path, there's a sh- assured success. Thank you so much. Okay, Sandra. Sure. So I chose verse thirty-six, just a line out of it. Um, and it goes like this. Arjuna said, O master of the senses, the world becomes joyful upon hearing your name, and thus everyone becomes attached to you. And it just brought me to a space of like the chanting and how we all get like Krishna's names as our names and how we're always constantly, especially here, we're hearing, you know, even if you're calling someone, you're hearing Krishna's names and how joyful this community is, like, in, in everything. So it's, it's like, living proof of this. So it's, it, I kind of, like, realize how powerful, like, the names really are. Um, I, I mean, I feel like it's, like, in a realization that just keeps going and going because sometimes I'm chanting and I get a, a little bit of realization like wow this is powerful like hearing his names and things like that but then it grows somehow it grows with everything with you know just calling someone or calling my husband Govinda like it just grows little by little in subtle ways but it's beautiful when we read the Gita and something like that like bring, brings it to the light like brings some light on it, so it's beautiful. Um, in my application, is just be more aware of that, and when I'm chanting, when I'm calling, like my God brothers, my husband, be more aware of his beautiful names. When we're out in Harinam, just really relishing and appreciating the fact that his name is like him, and it's very powerful. You can't even imagine how much advancement you've made by marrying this guy. <laughs> and him taking initiation. You know? Every day, how many times are you saying Govinda Mata? Uh, <laughs> Govinda! <laughs> Actually, when I'm upset, I get to say the whole thing. Yeah, it's like that being friends with devotees. We're saying devotee names all day. Yeah. Pretty soon, you. Maybe Srivastakur. Mahadev. The greatest devotee. Chutta Priya. Sorry. I'm skipping because I didn't get time to. I mean, oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. That's okay. Sometimes it happens. Do you have anything you want to share from the chapter so far? Yeah. I was listening to Radhanath Swami's lecture the other day. And uh, I like, uh, it's about the mind, how mind, uh, uh, I mean, it's just always tricky, right? Like you just live, you see the world through the mind. Um, that's the problem that's what like uh, he gave an example of uh, Srila Prabhupada where you put yellow glasses and you see the world yellow 
if you put red glasses then you see the world red so that's how we are accustomed to see everything through the mind but it's always good to see through the eyes like we just like when we meet somebody we already have a story behind our mind going on so that's how we don't love every person if we get acquainted like how arjuna said like to krishna please pardon me because i just uh, after the universal form shown like he uh, he wants to see the two handed form and says like please pardon me krishna because because of the acquaintances i might have hurt you by calling you differently because you know like i'm not saying arjuna might have done any mistake but that's how we usually try with getting knowing people like we try to see through the mind instead of the eyes so always uh, i kind of figured out we always have to see through the eyes not through the mind because mind is a tricky one <laughs> a purified mind can be good because then you're remembering you're conjuring up all the past times all the exchanges you've had with the lord so then when you see krishna there more uh, love is there more affection is there but through the materialistic mind that's that's called maya the mental platform so we're just riding on the chariot of the mind we're being pulled here and there we're not seeing and we can't see the we can't see god in everyone and that's important if we are um, conscious we can't see the spark of god in everyone so that's why we chant to quiet the mind to be able to focus on krishna with the lens that develops of love like Brahma Samhita. You read Brahma Samhita? Brahma Samhita? Yeah. yeah. So you know, Actually, I'm uh, um, by hunting the verses. Oh, you're, you're memorizing. Oh, that's wonderful. So you know, Premanjana Charita Bhakti Vilakshanara. Santasadaya Vadiyeshava Lakavata. Yamshamna Sundram Vachinta Gunasvamitam. Govinda. Haripusham. Tamaham Vajana. I don't know. I need to memorize it too. I only know a couple of verses. <laughs> I guess I did 20 of them. My goal is to do like those from yeah. 39 to the, the, the glorifying Lord. Yeah. Wonderful, yeah. Because if you're looking upon the Lord, what do you see? Like for instance, you have Govardhan, it's a, it's a hill, but it's actually Krishna. You see? But when you have vision, like, like Krishna's giving Arjuna divine eyes, so you can see this Govardhan hill is actually Krishna. But who else would think that's Krishna? You know? So what, what eyes am I looking at? Like you were saying, what, what lens is covering my vision? So that this vision of love that I'm actually seeing Krishna in everything and everyone. So yeah. Thank you. Radhasundri's uh, realizations. I was thinking um, back to the first time I heard Krishna's name, right? And in the beginning, you have literally no conception of, of Krishna's name or, you know, the word Krishna. You have no conception, but as you go deeper in Krishna consciousness, uh, you're like uncovering different depths of uh, the relationship you have with Krishna. And so hearing Krishna... Um, another time could be so different than hearing him, um, like from the from the start, from the beginning. Like you know, like you hear Krishna now, and it's like oh, so many, so many different things. Like you know, and but before you, 
like I didn't think of any. I couldn't think of anything. You know, you don't think like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a realization. Yeah. Yeah. So. You want to share your? Yeah, sure. I I chose. Well, I kind of didn't know how to. Well, it's kind of a combination of things. So um, it starts with the uh, 32, uh, verse 32, where Krishna is, um, he's, he's expressing, he said, The Supreme Personality of Godhead said, Time I am the great destroyer of the world, and I have come here to destroy all people, with the exception of you, the Pandavas, all the soldiers here on both sides will be slain. And then the poor, poor Prabhupada points out something really beautiful to me. He said, if Arjun stopped fighting, they would die in another way. Death could never be checked, even if he did not fight. In fact, they were already dead. Time is destruction, and all manifestations are to be vanquished by the desire of the Supreme Lord. This is the law of nature. So even though, even if he weren't to fight, everything would be played, you know, played out. And so um, now he goes a little bit deeper he says, therefore, get up, prepare to fight and win glory, conquer your enemies, and enjoy a flourishing kingdom. They are already put to death by my arrangement. And you, O oh, Sachi, can be an instrument in the fight. And so this, this, this stands out to me. And so, <clears throat> where was it? Okay, so, and then... Prabhupada um, starts describing this arrangement, this plan of Krishna. There is a specific plan being carried out, carried out in the material world. What is this plan? This cosmic manifestation is a chance for the conditioned souls to go back to Godhead, back, back to home. As long as they have the demeaning, demeaning mentality which makes them try to lord it over material nature, they are conditioned. But anyone who can understand the plan of the Supreme Lord and cultivate Krishna consciousness is most intelligent. The creation and destruction of the cosmic manifestation are under the supreme guidance of God. Thus the battle of Kurusetra was fought according, according to the plan of God. Uh, Arjuna was refusing to fight, but he was told that he should fight in accordance with the desire of the Supreme Lord. And then... <clears throat> And then he goes, uh, this, kind of, this kind of goes on. There could be, then he could be happy. Okay, so he's saying if Arjun is, um, he's acting in accordance to Krishna's plan, then he'll become the most happy. And so if one is full Krishna consciousness, life is devoted to Lord's transcendental service, he is perfect. And so if we carry out this plan, God's plan, that is the perfection of our lives. And then I, I, I just like looking up certain words that stand out. So like I looked up uh, plan. And the definition of plan, a detailed proposal for, for doing or achieving something. And then some synonyms would be idea, method, procedure, arrangement. So this is, this is the method that's being revealed to us. This is the procedure. This is the idea uh, that's being uh, revealed to us in scripture 
how we could, so with Krishna's plan, him being the, him being the, um, him being the knower of everything and all that is knowable, he's giving us this. It's coming from Krishna. And so I was thinking, like, just, you know, in relation to his devotee, how we, in Krishna consciousness, it's like a process of, of, of this surrendering to this plan, right? Surrendering to his, his will, this desire of the Lord to ultimately come back to him. So he's giving us this. And then it said, he is so kind and merciful to his devotees that he wants to give the credit to his devotees who carry out his plan according to his desire. Life should therefore move in such a way that everyone acts in Krishna consciousness, understands the Supreme Personality Godhead through the medium of the spiritual master. And I, automatically, I think, Srila Prabhupada. He's come, you know, and he was a complete, a soul that was completely surrendered to Krishna, to his guru, and how this is, this is, um, this element of surrender is, is prevalent in the whole Parampara system from guru, disciple. So, you know, the disciple surrendering to the spiritual master and then he's giving him the knowledge. He's giving him this, just basically, um, this, um, this, this formula, this, um, he's giving him direction to navigate through this existence. And so I think, you know, so as we're cultivating this relationship with Krishna, the trust is, we're going deeper, we're going deeper. And this trust is being really solidified in our practice. And I was thinking like, I was, dude, I had, I was, this was blowing my mind when I was reading it. And uh, I started to think when I was in Kirtan, right? Like when we're doing things from our own whims, our own, we're thinking we're, uh, you know, we can control things, we can do it, we have to do it this way or this, but we're so limited in that way. But when we surrender to Krishna, then this, everything can tra transform before our eyes. And I was thinking when I'm in Kirtan, I remember before in the beginning, uh, I used to think like, oh, I, I was trying to control the situation so much. You know what I mean? I was trying to think, oh, I got to sound like this. Oh, I got to hit this pitch. I have to hit this tone perfectly. I have to, uh, um, like, I have to play this. I can't mess up. And I was putting all of these things. I was just like, I got to control. I got, people need to see me like this. I need to, you know, be like this, whatever. You know, and I was so like, trap with all of these different things you know I was just like and it was like making me like I was like so nervous all the time but then like there was there was one time Govinda Madhava he kept on saying like um he kept on saying like just close your eyes and think of Krishna just think of Krishna and like I don't know the bleacher something he said the bleachers or something and just like you're singing to Krishna you're not, it's not a performance. You're singing to Krishna. You know what I mean? And, and so I started just like closing my eyes. And then it was just like, like I just started closing my eyes. And like I started thinking, this is for you, Krishna. I'm singing for you. I'm calling out to you. 
because in the mantra itself, you're calling out to Krishna. You're, please engage me in your loving service. Please, Krishna. I can't do this on my own. I need you. And that's, that's in the position where we're like this helpless position in the material world. We're just like calling out to Krishna because like, you know, look at our lives before Krishna consciousness. Like, I know in my life, I felt like I was nothing. You know what I mean? And like, come to Krishna consciousness. And you become, you become that instrument to Krishna's love and you just feel so, it's like that exchange is taking place and you feel so blissed. There's so much ecstasy, so much love. And you know, before, as, as before, you feel so empty, you know, so cold. You know, nothing makes sense. But through this, you know, he's that lamp. He's opening our eyes in the darkness of this material existence. So you see this happening. You see everything is just manifesting before you. And so in the in the kirtan, I just, one day I was just like, you know, Krishna, if you really, you know, just, I'm going to surrender. I'm going to surrender the mantra. I'm going to surrender Lord Balaram and just do what you please with me. You know what I mean? And I want, I, and I had this like deep desire. I want to, I want to get to, I want to penetrate people's hearts. This is not for me. You know what I mean? I want it because I have such a, like, I can feel the suffering and I can have this deep compassion. You know what I mean? He's opening my eyes and I'm seeing all the suffering, all these living entities. Please, Krishna, work through me. I want to reach them. You know what I mean? I want you to work through me. And like, I remember there, you know, so as I, I like, I do kirtan now, and it's like, it's like a whole nother feeling. Like, I literally just sit there, like, like, like last night's kirtan, I sat there and like, I was playing and like, like, just even like Lauren Harinams, like these tunes are just coming to me. And I'm like, how the, like, how are these tunes just coming to me? How am I just playing like this? It didn't make sense. I'm like, how is it happening? It's not me. Anything I'm doing, like, it's, I don't feel like it's, like, literally don't feel like it's me. I literally don't feel like it's me. And, like, and I'm thinking, like, Krishna's really, he's working through me. Like, I could feel it. Like, it's, it's definitely present. It's there. And there's no other explanation for it. So in the kirtan last night, I'm just like, it's like you go into this, like, it's like you're being like, man, it's like, it's crazy. I don't even, I'm not worried about, I'm just like, Krishna, you control the situation. You know what I mean? You work through me. You reach those people. I want to bring them closer to Krishna. You know what I mean? I have that desire. And please work through me. Because I know that's, that's in alignment with his will too. He wants, he wants, the, he wants every, every living entity to come back to him and to his abode. You know what I mean? He doesn't want them to suffer. You know what I mean? So us as devotees, we have such an empowering task to reach these people, to go out. And he's working and we're becoming his instruments. You know, Prabhupada was just trying to become a, like, you know, his puppet. Let me, you know, you know, uh, what was it? I don't know, I can't remember exactly what he exactly said. He said, like, become my, like, he wants to become Krishna's puppet and make him dance. You know what I mean? Like, we're dancing for Krishna. You know, like, we're out there, you know, going on hiring on book distribution, and Krishna's working, he, he wants, he, you know, he's working through us. He's working through his devotees. And in that verse, you know, he's saying the devotees are the most merciful. 
He's, they're more merciful than Krishna. You know what I mean? Because Krishna will allow them to, you know, make their choice. But with the devotee, we have we have the ability to to go and extend Krishna's arm through us. Hey, come, you know, hey, get a book. Hey, wake up. You know what I mean? So so in the kirtan, you just surrender to the mantra. You surrender. You just allow it to happen. And I just ha- been having such these intense experiences when we're when I do kirtan now. I literally just sit there and I'm like, and like I'm just having these like you know intense emotions. And then yesterday when you know I'm like singing, bro, and like everybody's like singing back, and it was like the most powerful thing like I've ever experienced. And you know that was a full room of people because usually you know I'm just at the Monday. You know, the Monday program, there's not too many people, but when the whole room was packed and they, I literally just felt it just going through me. It was like this, like crazy reciprocation. Like, like I'm just, I'm, you know, it's like, it was so bizarre to me. And like, I, I remember at one point I was like laughing. I was like smiling so hard because I was just like, what the heck is this? You know? And so, dude, this is, you know, that's, we've been given this, right? And they're always telling us, take advantage of this mercy. Because it's only by the mercy of Krishna we can even get to this point. It's not us. You know what I mean? It's not us at all. You know? And so I'm realizing that more and more, you know, more and more I go in Krishna consciousness, you realize that more and more. You just let it, let go. Just let go. Just let go. Let Krishna take the lead. Because I can't do anything by myself. Like, I can't do this, dude. And, and so when you take, you let, you let Krishna just take you, man. It's like a whole, like with this, 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 this India, this India trip. I didn't, like, I was, I prayed, actually, I didn't, but I prayed to Krishna. It's like, if you really, because when Guru, I had that conversation with Guru Dave, I said, if Krishna, if you really want this to happen, Krishna, you will make it happen. And look how everything's just unfolding. And I'm just like, when you're in a position, you don't think like nothing's gonna happen. You're like, you don't have, you don't have money, you don't have anything. It just, it just comes to you. You're just like, what the heck? Like that is definitely that was definitely Krishna. And it's just, you know, Krishna wants us. He wants us to see him as our, you know, his, our, him as our, you know, our hero. And that's how I see him. I see him as like, he's just, he's trying to do so much and he's given us so much. And like, and he's empowering his devotees to reach us directly. You know what I mean? You know, he's, he's, and it, all his qualities are manifesting in devotees. So it's like, whoa, like that's Krishna right there. You know, like, so like, that's, that's all that I, I got to, um, I'm so sorry it took so long. I'm sorry, but um, um, yeah. So, so um, uh, the application. I would just be like, continue to surrender to Krishna, surrender the mantra. You know what I mean? Just keep on going through life with that, like, just remembrance of Krishna, and uh, just just understand everything's happening for a reason. And there's always something behind everything. And, and he is the cause of all causes. So everything's happening because 
it's happening because of him. He wants you to he wants you to open your eyes. He wants you to see something. He's communicating to us, even if it be something negative, and that's hard to take. Because I know for me personally, it's hard when you're suffering and you're just feeling like, I don't know, I don't like, you know, but in the end, it always seems to work out. You know what I mean? Like, even though you're like in the midst of emotions and it feels so intense and you're just like, ah, oh, Krishna, like, it just, everything works out perfectly in the end. You know, it's something that you need to go through. Yeah. So, yeah. Sweet. Thank you so much. Thank you So, um, Prabhupada, you know, is predicted as a Senapati Bhakta, a field general. And uh, it's interesting if you, if you know anything about team sports, or you know anything about, um, you know, armies and how it works. And it works nicely when we follow, um, follow nicely. And so, when we you know, take Prabhupada's instructions deep into our heart and we act upon them. And we all work, work in unison because we have a common purpose. And it's like Radha Swami Maharaj says, he says it's, it's amazing how much you can get done, how much you can do for Krishna when, when no one's concerned who takes the credit. And so the idea is, is we, uh, to, to be in unison and harmony, there's two things. One, you have to know the instructions, like Prabhupada said. So there's two things, the beautiful kirtan, like you're becoming an empowered person spreading the holy names through the kirtan. You're, you're becoming an instrument, and we're all seeing it. Krishna is using you. It's very wonderful. Um, so you have the, the singing, and then you have the brihat nidanga. So those two ways that we distribute the holy names. Brihat nidanga is the book distribution. It's big nidanga, because Prabhupada said, what will we get two minutes of preaching you? If you get one book, that will change. You can change your life. Because Prabhupada's preaching. So we're, we're, we're passing on Prabhupada's message to, to the hearts of people. And like there's a bookshelf in the hearts of everyone who put Prabhupada's books right inside their heart, right onto that shelf. And they can sit there, and even if it's not open right away, in time, you know, they will hopefully open it or someone else will take and open it. So the second, second thing is, is, is how we treat one another. In order for there to be harmony, we have to accept Prabhupada, we have to accept Prabhupada's representatives in service, and we have to treat each other very um, wonderfully, very lovingly. Piti uh, Lakshanam, the six exchanges of love between devotees. And those two ways there can be harmony in that mission as Krishna's instruments. And then Krishna says, rise up, win glory. He says to Arjuna, win glory. What's that glory? That glory is, is giving Krishna to the world. Glorifying Krishna, glorifying Krishna's devotees. So, um, it's very nice realizations. Um, Mari Mohini, she's she's sick, so we all want to hope that she recovers quickly. So she wasn't able to send in hers today. Um, I told her if you like, you can do two for next week. We'll happily read two of your realizations for next week. So I chose one from um, 1137, and this is uh, Sri the Prabhupada. Ananta indicates that there is nothing which is not covered by the influence and energy of the Supreme Lord. Understanding. In the famous Chatur Shloki from Srimad Bhagavatam, verse 1, 2, it is said, Brahma, it is I, the personality of Godhead, who was existing before the creation. 
when there was nothing but myself, nor was there the material nature, the cause of this creation. That which you see now is also I, the personality of Godhead. And after annihilation, what remains will also be I, the personality of Godhead. Srila Prabhupada states in the purport, for realization of oneself in spiritual psychology, it may be convenient to assume oneself to be the same principle as the absolute truth, but there is always the difference of the predominated and the predominator. As clearly pointed out here in this verse, which is grossly misused by the impersonalists, Brahma is factually seen face to face as predominator Lord, who exists in his transcendental eternal form, even after the annihilation of the material creation. So then, um, my discovery from that is, it is clear, therefore, that everything is God, yet he is distinct, and we are not everything. God is the source of all energies, and we are his eternal separated parts and parcels. By understanding the all-pervading influence of the Lord, we can see his hand in every sphere of life. When we understand that his influence is fueled by love, we also begin developing loving affection for him. In other words, this all-pervading influence of Krishna, we start to understand that it has a loving base. It has a loving impetus. The way that this influence, the, the movement behind this impetus is one of love. When there is disruption in our life, we can remain equipoised, knowing it is a trial for our ultimate benefit. For a devotee, the Lord acts personally to pave the way for ultimate liberation. Like we were speaking about nectar instruction, I will... Krishna will drag you to that ultimate success. He's going to pave the way if we surrender. And even if we have difficulty, Krishna will drag us back, will take us back. So, um, application. Krishna's influence in my life is all-pervading, but it is my choice whether to take shelter of Krishna's internal or external energy. Maya is kicking, and this is Krishna's warning to get serious. Therefore, through trial or bliss, I pray to realize it for benefit. Be grateful and learn the lesson by surrendering to Guru and Krishna in a more profound way. So every time that we go through a trial or a test in our spiritual life and we see it as Krishna's grace, then we can realize Krishna in a, in a more profound way. Um, like you were, you were speaking about how when you first chanted the, the names of Krishna. And then after all your experiences, and Krishna consciousness, now you can't the name of Krishna. So when we get through these trials that the Lord puts on our path, if we get through nicely, we surrender to Guru and Krishna through that, we'll understand Krishna more. Our love will awaken more. Excuse me. So it means Krishna is creating trouble for you, then it's a test? Yes, and it's only there if we need it. He doesn't do it if we don't need it. Krishna, doesn't, Krishna is not a mean person. He's not going to poke us unnecessarily. <laughs> but, but, we, but we need it. We need to become purified. So we can go back. We can, we can become aligned with, with, with the transcendental. <laughs> it says pure mercy. Sometimes he likes to fight. So if you have that desire. Yeah, I want to see but I'll tell you that when, when he does fight, usually he would. <laughs> but sometimes, if he... Yeah, he fought with Bhishma. created so much trouble for him. No marriage. You can please him very much if you fight him very nicely. <laughs> uh, yeah. The uh, 
beautiful mysteries of life, uh, the mind, other humans, living entities, and the third, natural disasters, tornadoes, things like that. I, I realize that um, sometimes when we feel like people were embodying, embodying a disturbance, you know, they, um, there's uh, afflictions there, or there's like a lot of suffering that's coming from someone. Krishna is actually, it's not necessarily you personally. Um, you're actually there to heal that person through showing up and being present through their suffering. And as we can witness, there's a lot of suffering, there's a lot of anger, there's a lot of hurt. And I certainly don't like it when we feel, you know, when, when uh, I feel agitation and things like that. But it took me a while, Krishna, um, it was a painful, long process of realizing that sometimes it really has nothing to do with me, but it has everything to do to be present with in that moment of so that that person can see how love really is embodied during pain and distress. And so, um, those tests actually are actually Krishna using you as that conduit to be present with in that moment. Awesome. Thank yeah, you. like just like Lord Nityananda um, delivered Jagai and Madai. Like they beat him, like the, there was blood coming through the head, but still, like. Lord Nityananda was so merciful that he wanted to deliver them. That's the reason he went to them to deliver them, to just give the love. So love is the purest form that you can deliver anybody. That's very good realization. Yeah, we have to know that everything is, is ultimately for a purpose. Mm. So when we know it's for a purpose, then we don't, we don't think um, poorly. We don't think poorly of the Lord. We don't think the Lord is inflicting pain as a, what's it, what's it called? What a very cruel, very cruel people inflict pain unnecessarily. The Krishna is the most merciful. Actually, it said that we have so much karmic reactions coming to us. The Krishna never puts extra. He always relieves. He always relieves that burden. And um, have you heard of the um, analogy of, of the ego? The ego in his lifetime, he reaches a point where his beak comes to the point where um, he either has to break his beak and regrow a new one, or he has to, to lay over and die. So he comes to this decision in, in, in his life. And when he decides to do that, it's very painful. He has to, he has to beat his beak on, on, a, on a, a rock, and it comes up, and a new one grows, and he can live for another so so years. And so... so he had a choice um, of how to respond to the situation. He can respond um, by growing, growing in a positive direction, or he can respond by giving up. You see? Does that make sense? You think a demon son can be born in a family of devotees? Absolutely. Yeah. A, a demon son can be born in a family of devotees? A demon son. A demonic son. Is it possible? Yeah. It's like saying royal and vinegar King Veena. <laughs> King Veena is a grandson of Pranad Maharaj. Uh, he's a demon? He's a demoniac, very demoniac. And all the, um, the sadhus, like all the devotees, they come and help him to get uh, better. But he was very demoniac. He was killing people, animals, like anything. And the father one night, 
he was all he was a very good devotee his father was son of Prahlad Maharaj and then he thought okay I cannot I mean Krishna is calling me so he just leaves the house because to get to Krishna he leaves to the forest but King Veena is like um, he's the ruler at that time the whole universe and so what is the message to the family from this demon birth like demon is sending the demonic son is sending to the pious people in his family a message that uh, what is that message is a pure devotee can deliver uh, can deliver the demoniac persons also the de like demon like what Pratanand Swami says you have a good dog and a bad dog in your heart mm. so when you feed the bad dog it's always like you become demoniac especially now in this Kali Yuga so probably you want to be an example, any person in the family be an example as a Krishna's devotee. And yeah. what happens when the demons come to Vrindavan? There's an opportunity for the residents to surrender to Krishna more, to uh, see Krishna as their hero, like you were saying. Mm, okay. That, that more surrender. More surrender is required for that. Because Krishna, that's Krishna's mission. Krishna's mission is to relieve the devotees mm. from the influence of the demon, demons. That, that's why Lord Jaitanya comes. He comes to actually destroy the demon within the hearts of the people in Kali Yuga. Because mm -hmm. we all in Kali Yuga um, have that um, nature being born here. Um, so he's come to relieve us of that. If we take shelter of him, he'll relieve us. Yeah. yeah. With, these, with that example that you had of the demons being born into a pious family of devotees, that's not possible for him on his own endeavor to raise himself to that level of birth due to the accumulation of his past karma. He gets what's coming to him and he didn't give Krishna credit for that birth. That's what makes him demoniac, is that feature of him, is that he thinks that he can raise himself in his next birth without the influence of Krishna putting him in that. But putting him into this devotee family would be like a test that he was talking about. And and he's testing the devotees by being a demoniac, saying, "There's no Krishna. Listen to me. It's nihilistic. It's yeah. it's come it's come down instead of they're saying come up, and that's a separation of demigods and demons." Yeah. Yeah. Krishna always has a plan for everything. Yeah, yeah. Like not a blade of grass moves without the express written consent of the supreme personality. So I would say, Prabhu, the message would be. Uh, to just consider that other person, the sun, as another soul mm -hmm. and do an astrological chart and just have that, you know, that would relieve any person, I would say. Yeah. Just take more shelter of Krishna. Yeah. Yeah. Because when, you, when your consciousness becomes purified, then um, your, your atmosphere changes around you. Isn't it amazing, like, Brahman is, um, before creating a child, they do 60 rounds of japa, so that before they act, they're thinking of, so that why they can bring forth. This is a good point, it's more likely when there's pious living entities and advanced souls, it's more likely that a pious living entity and an advanced soul is going to take birth in that family. So this is an anomaly. Generally, in the cases, Krishna sends that person that has a high good birth for a reason, generally. But uh, in Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says the intricacies of karma are very hard to understand. 
Yeah, yeah. So we don't know exactly where this person is coming from. We don't know why they're there specifically. Krishna has a plan for each particular soul. Why? And then actually that pastime of King Vena, that was all arranged by the Lord. Yeah. He was, he was teaching through that pastime. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what should I do? Okay. <laughs> oh, that's a record recorder. Oh, we're recording the class, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we're, we're running out of time. Uh, actually, we're over time. We won't be running out of time. What? Hey. <laughs> You're onto something. I'll just briefly um, go over these questions, just since we're out of time. What was Arjuna's reaction to Lord Krishna's display of his universal form? Um, he was in awe and reverence. Bewildered and in wonder. O king, after hearing these words from the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the trembling Arjuna offered obeisances with folded hands again and again. He fearfully spoke to Lord Krishna in a faltering voice. What did Lord Krishna say when Arjuna said, Please tell me who you are? The Supreme Personality of Godhead said, Time I am, the great destroyer of the worlds, and I have come here to destroy all people. With the exception of you, the Pandavas, all the soldiers here on both sides will be slain. So explain some of the points Sri the Prabhupada makes about Lord Krishna's statement in text 1133. You, O Savya can be but an instrument in the fight. And, and Jaitanya Leela beautifully gave her realizations. Prabhupada says, anyone can understand the plan of the Supreme Lord. Anyone who can understand the plan of the Supreme Lord and cultivate Krishna consciousness is most intelligent. The creation and destruction of the cosmic manifestation are under the superior guidance of God. Thus the battle of Kurukshetra was fought according to the plan of God. Arjuna was refusing to fight, but he was told that he should fight in accordance with the desire of the Supreme Lord. Then he would be happy. If one is in full Krishna consciousness and his life is devoted to the Lord's transcendental service, he is perfect. So, Jai Prabhupada. Okay. Shri Harinam. Jai.